Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Last week we told you that uh, the province was uh, in town, uh, Ted McBeacon, the MPP for the area, and they announced that uh, they were issuing the RFP for the uh, problems and, and the concerns that were g- needed to be addressed when it came to what was going to happen with Hel- the LRT project. And uh, Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger was on the program talking about that. And he used uh, a phrase that I think raised a lot of eyebrows. People wanted to get some clarity on it. He said the RFP has gone out and will include community benefits. Uh, and that's a, a phrase that I think I think requires definition uh, to, to, to give us a, a clearer picture as to what we're looking for and what we're looking for with this project. And uh, coincidentally, we are pleased to welcome our next guest. Sandra Hamilton is a strategic procurement advisor in Canada's first social MBA who uh, just happens to be in southern Ontario these last couple of days and uh, available to us. And we're so happy that she could join us on the program. Sandra, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Yes, thank thank you for having me. Well, I know that you were on a panel discussion earlier this week, and I guess one of your fellow panelists was uh, Paul Johnson, who, of course, was uh, the lead on this LRT project in Hamilton. I don't know if Paul bent your ear during that discussion to give you some of the highs and lows of what's been going on here, but uh, this is this has been a rather contentious issue, and I I'm, and I'm thinking that one of the reasons for that may well be that people don't understand uh, phraseology like community benefits. Maybe we could start with a definition as to what we are talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And what we're talking about is these mega projects, taxpayer funded mega projects, um, including and community benefits that meet the needs of the community that will be impacted by the big project, but also about um, promoting an inclusive, sustainable uh, economy in Canada. So we're in making sure that our taxpayer dollars are moving us in the direction that we want to go as a society. Do we want a more diverse, inclusive society? Do we want a, um, to bring uh, new people into the construction trades? Um, the, and also in the ongoing operations, because in the LRT in Hamilton, this is looking like it's going to be a, you know, a long-term go beyond the construction phase into ongoing operations. So if that's the case, we want to make sure that uh, taxpayer dollars are meeting the values of uh, of society and are, are promoting an inclusive economy. So it's not just about the build, it's going beyond the build. Well, and, and maybe that's the, the concern that a lot of people have here is they don't understand the depth of what's supposed to be happening here. This is, uh, or any other major project, I guess, really, Sandra, it's not just doing it for the sake of doing it, it's doing it because there's supposed to be a net benefit to the city. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, the net benefit, you will have um, improved transportation for sure, but will we get affordable housing and rental housing along the line? And when, when you have improved transportation, uh, it tends to increase, increase property prices. You're going to have a lot of growth to manage in the, in the, in the coming years. Um, let's make sure that it's smart growth and let's make sure that we've got a, affordable rental housing um, you know, along the public transit so that uh, people who are in need of uh, low-income housing are also get, able to get to work on, on public transit. So I like to think of strategic procurement as a golden thread that brings together what is sometimes a siloed approach to government and truly aligns procurement, our tax dollars, with public policy. And, and we haven't been very good at making the dots connect horizontally we, we know we've got baby boomers retiring. We know we need a skilled workforce in Canada. Um, how, how good a job are we doing at, at getting the uh, new Canadians, women, all hands on deck we're going to need when all of these baby boomers retire? So we need to be training on these publicly funded mega projects and making sure that we are meeting the needs of the community and really listening to what the community needs. 
and I don't disagree with your point that we don't do a very good job of that. I, I think even some of the most well-intentioned public servants and, and politicians maybe understand what the goals are supposed to be and say, yeah, we'd sure like to see that happen in our community. But I guess the question that they're, they're wrestling with these days and maybe still don't have an answer to is how do you get there? I mean, how, how do you prepare it now? I mean, we don't even have a shovel in the ground yet. How do you prepare and, and put a game plan together so that you can attain those goals? And you can never be too early in getting really clear as to what it is that the community needs. These projects are very can be very disruptive. They can be disruptive to business. So you need business at the table to say, you know, um, while this project is being built, is uh, this is a consortium and the businesses that are building it, are they going to buy from our companies? Is, is there a commitment to supporting the, the local businesses that are going to be impacted? And those conversations need to happen early, and they are happening um, through the Hamilton Community Benefits Network. That's sort of representing about 70,000 people are part of the Hamilton Community Benefits Network, and they're getting very clear on what the LRT needs to do. But I think we've seen this model before with Metrolinks in the Eglinton Crosstown, and that was sort of the original version. What Hamilton um, could be doing right now is, is doing the Eglinton Plus, if you like. Mm-hmm. Is the, uh, what is Eglinton 2.0? What have we learned from Eglinton Crosstown? And I would suggest that um, what we've learned is community benefits can be delivered and met, but we don't want them as an afterthought after the contract has been awarded. We want them seriously with robust target set early before the contract is rewarded so that the the community benefit agreement needs to be a a legally binding contractual obligation, not award the contract and then sit down with the proponent and say, what what would you like to see in this? That's too late. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.